Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Big 12 Takeover Podcast. My name is Tyler Davis. As always, I'm joined by my good friend Donnell Davis down there in Houston. Donnell, you surviving? You guys getting any crazy weather like we are up here in Kansas? Nope, and that's exactly why I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we had, a, we had a tornado last week uh, when we were recording. About 20 yep. minutes from my house, it did some real damage. Um, it's been it's been pretty wild up here. It's been raining since May started, uh, but we're supposed to get some good weather, which is crazy. But we're not here to talk about the weather. <laughs> we're here to talk about some football. We're here to talk about Texas Tech this week. Um, we're going to dive into the, this Red Raider team now led by Joey McGuire. But before we do that, we got to get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, we are a part of the Takeover Sports Network. We are a grassroots organization. We are we are startup we are building this thing and it is building fast we are moving very quickly um, be sure and hop on the train over on youtube at takeover sports network uh, be sure to subscribe like all of our videos check out all of our content we got a lot of it um, also follow the twitter account at takeover pods that is where most of the announcements are coming out about every show and there is a lot of them and we are continuing to grow uh, we got more content coming at you we got stuff every single day from the mlb the NBA, <laughs> we got dogs barking, we got uh, college football, as you can see here, we got the Big Ten, uh, SEC, Big 12, we got Pac-12 hopefully starting up real soon, uh, so be able, be sure to follow the Takeover Pods on Twitter, and then you can also follow our show on Twitter, at Big 12 Takeover, that's at Big 1-2 Takeover. Now, we here at the Takeover Sports Network have teamed up with Prize Picks. And they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. PrizePix is the easy way to play daily fantasy. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix has a ton of stats to choose from, including points, rebounds, assists, three-pointers, made fantasy points, and more. Price picks also allows mixed sport entries. For example, you can take the over on John Morant points combined with the under. <laughs> I don't want to make this joke, uh, but I have to. Uh, combined with the under on <laughs> Joel Embiid injuries. You can't actually say injuries, but Joel Embiid points. Um, sorry. Price picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app. I can attest to that. It's very easy to use, um, which you can find on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize Picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. So if you're looking for fun and easy way to play daily fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks, and don't forget to use the promo code Takeover so they know we sent you. That's Prize Picks promo code Takeover. Lavalley's a beast, man. He's a beast. Anywho's housekeeping out of the way. Uh, before we actually start the season recap, I got one last thing I want to say. Uh, Texas Tech fans, you guys are awesome. Uh, we really appreciate all the love we got on Twitter this uh, <laughs> this past couple days. Um, you guys have been great. It, it really is so much fun. Uh, I was doing some some late night research on on Texas Tech, and uh, you know I was really kind of falling in love with what I was seeing from from this this Lubbock roster building that that joey mcguire is doing and uh, I, I just tweeted i was like i mean i really think i like what joey mcguire is doing over there in lubbock oh. and joey mcguire liked it and you texas tech fans jumped all over it and we got a ton a ton of hits on that it is really cool so thank you you guys 
shout out. You guys are awesome. Um, now I hope I don't hurt your feelings as we kind of go through this uh, <laughs> recap and reopen some wounds here. But let's dive in. So last year, Texas Tech finished seven and six overall, three and six in the Big Twelve. That's ninth in the Big Twelve. They were tied for seventh with their conference record alone. Um, so it was kind of a letdown, you know, letdown year for them. But I think seven wins is weird to say in the same sentence as they fired a head coach mid midseason. Uh, they started five yeah. and three. Uh, <laughs> They started five and three before they fired their coach, um, Matt Wells. That was a uh, that was an interesting scenario. I think there was a lot of questions about like why would you fire him now? But I think I think the direction they were headed was not a direction they wanted to be headed in, right? So in twenty was it twenty nineteen they were four and eight, twenty twenty they were four and six in the COVID year. So two four win seasons in a row. They were five and three. Yeah. Uh, getting ready to enter kind of the murderer's row run of their schedule. Uh, and it just kind of felt like it, it was time to move on. It, you know, they had had kind of this implosion against Kansas State. Uh, it, it was just, it was time. And so they fired Matt Wells, uh, hired Joey McGuire, who was the associate head coach and outside linebackers coach at Baylor. Um, they hired him in November. Um, and, you know, the rest is kind of history, right? They, they brought in Joey McGuire. McGuire had three recruits committed before his introductory press conference. Um, the dude is a recruiting machine. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, he brought in Zach Kitley from Western Kentucky, who kind of was the orchestrator of that offense over there with Bailey Zappi, uh, <laughs> who threw for 5,500 yards and 56 <laughs> touchdowns, just got drafted by the Patriots. Um so Kitley comes over with that offense. You got to think he's going to improve it. it. It it can't be I can't imagine a scenario where they don't, right? I mean, right. it's insane. I mean, only time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and we'll talk a little bit about that offense uh when we get to some spring game notes, but uh they also hired uh Tim DeRuiter. Uh he was a former head coach of Fresno State, most recently was a defensive coordinator at Oregon. Um, Donnell, I know you love DeRuiter. Um, I do, I do. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what he's accomplished as a defensive <laughs> coordinator? I mean, a lot of people don't know where he's coming from or know what this guy is going to bring to the Texas Tech team, but obviously Joey McGuire do. And, I mean, he was at Oregon in 2021. He got the uh, coach up, Kevion Thibodeau, who yep. raves about him. So that's that's automatically a plus for me. Anytime a high <laughs> draft pick, praises a coach, I, you have to listen. And not only that, but at Oregon, they had 17 interceptions. Good. And that was fourth in the nation. And I remember my time at Tabor, we had one year where we had like 25 or 22 interceptions and like 25 forced fumbles. So I understand the power of what interceptions can do for your team, yep. for your total team morale. Yep. It helps out the offense, helps out the defense, and it keeps everybody fresh. They were also ranked 18th nationally with 22 takeaways total. So I think he's going to bring that to the program. That's going to be amazing to see Texas Tech flying around, getting turnovers, helping out their offense because they're going to need it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but other than that, you also talk about when I also want to hint on when he was at uh, California, where before he got there, they were giving up 42.6 points a game. Can't win football that way. 
No, you can't. And Texas Tech last year gave up around, I want to say they gave just up a little bit above 30 points a game, around 32, somewhere, somewhere near there. But mm-hmm. the second season he was at Cal, they cut that in half to 20.9 points per game. Jeez. That is a huge difference. And between wow. the A 2018 and 2019 season, 20 of the 24 opponents were held under 24 points. That's winning football. That's that that'll win you games for sure. I mean, DeRuiter is is the real deal. Um, he he definitely is a believer in forcing yeah. turnovers. It's kind of his thing. Um, they they are a turnover driven defense, and you know, I, I've hinted we're going to talk about the spring game, and and that was very evident in in that yeah. uh, in that spring game. You could definitely tell they're they're pushing it. Um, but let's quickly, or not quickly, eh, we can go quickly. We'll talk about Joey McGuire um, because I think when you, you when you watch our our, our intro video, I, I've talked about this a few weeks back. Um, you know why not us, right? Joey McGuire is I call him the Ric Flair uh, of the Big Twelve only <laughs> only because of his energy. Not he's not right. doing anything crazy like Ric Flair was, but he like his energy is infectious, man. He he's a yeah. dude. That you know, if I'm a player or a recruit, and I get to talk to Joey McGuire, I, he's a guy I'd want to play with. He just, I'm he's, probably going to go run through a brick wall, <laughs> right? Right? Like he he yeah. gets you fired up. <laughs> he makes you believe in yourself, and and you see it in in the guys you know on this Texas Tech roster, and you see it in the the administrator's office. You see it in their staff. Like they believe in this guy, and he really he really gets people to to buy in and that, like that's one of the biggest things as a head coach you got to get buy-in if you don't have the locker room you don't have anything and yeah. he gets it i mean he spent five seasons at baylor you know he's coached all over that staff he was the associate head coach when he left um he's very in, ingratiated in the texas high school football space um he was at cedar hill for 14 years um Great yeah was very successful there very very successful what three state titles back to back in 13 14 um won a ton of districts uh district titles um he i mean i don't know i i didn't look too deep into his high school record just because you know it's high school but i don't think he had a losing season at cedar hill um (laughs) i wouldn't doubt it (laughs) and and yeah like you had that final note there good representation with high school coaches in texas you know he's he he's very well known in the Texas high school football space. Um, he he and it helps him in recruiting. When we talk about his recruiting class, we're going to talk about there's only four recruits in this class not from Texas. Yeah. Fourteen of the eighteen kids he signed are from Texas. Keep and him we, at, keep him at home. That's right. We talked about that last week when we were talking about Texas. You got to keep these Texas talented kids in Texas. It's it's important. And it's how you can build your program, especially in the Big 12. So with that out of the way, water under the bridge, let's talk about some players this group is leaving or losing. Sorry. Um, oh, I love butchering names. So the first guy on my list here, Eric Ezukama. Uh, he's a wide out, second team all Big 12. Had 761 yards and four touchdowns last year. Um, I would say he was probably the best player on their offense. Um, he's, he's very good. He's, he's super solid. Uh, they will miss him, um, just because of that production. 
Right. Um, and but I mean, anytime you have a receiver who's successful with three different quarterbacks in one year, uh, typically that means they're really good. I think right. Terry McLaurin in the NFL uh, with the Washington Washington Commanders, you know, that dude's had like twelve quarterbacks and he still <laughs> just kills it. Um, right. Losing a mainstay in that offensive line, Dawson Deaton. Um, Played, started 33 of his 35 games Big at time. center. He's a three-time All-Big 12 selection. Uh, it's hard to replace somebody like that, but this O-line is going to have to find a way. Um, a couple guys yeah, you talked about here, um, Kalen Geiger. Love him, wide receiver, senior experience. I think yeah. those are guys that, you, that you're going to miss just because of their experience. But they have talent coming in, and I think they'll be able to replace them. And I don't want people to think Eric – wasn't that good because he had only 761 yards and four touchdowns. But I'm, I'm very glad that you told them and he had three different quarterbacks. Yeah. That's when you have three different quarterbacks, it's really hard to keep that chemistry throughout the season. And now he's going into a stable environment with the, uh, I believe the dolphins. Yep. So he'll, he'll get an opportunity to showcase his talent and people will respect and see what he had, what he had to offer at tech. Uh, talking about, you know, they they've lost another, they lost a, a quarterback, uh, <laughs> Henry Columby. Henry, yeah, Columby, yeah. He uh, another senior. Yeah, yep. And uh, they will, they will need it. You know, they're they're going to need some guys to step in and st- step up in that locker room. I know he's he's not back, and he didn't do. You know, he wasn't great for them last year. I'll say, um, started five games um you know his of those five games they lost three of them you know they were two and three they beat west virginia and kansas um in his five starts uh it's you know their their quarterback situation is really weird to me yeah um they got one two guys coming back from last year who were uh i i think that at a point they've both shown flashes right like they've both shown the ability to play the position at a somewhat high level um but they're gonna have to figure out who wins the job because they they got another guy baron morton who's gonna be (laughs) certainly in that mix right so you know those are some offensive guys they're losing defensively i think they lose a big part of their strongest group last year was their linebackers uh they're losing colin schooler uh led he was a huge leader for this defense uh was the leading tackler with 115 tackles, seven and a half tackles cool. for loss. Um, and Rico Jeffers, who had 79 total tackles, four tackles for loss, and was the third leading tackler. Um, anytime you lose that kind of production and lose two of your three backers, it's it's tough. Uh, yeah. It's real tough. Um, and then you got here Eric Monroe, one of their DBs. Yeah. Demarcus Fields, who's yeah. uh, he's with the Saints. Uh, he didn't have a high tackle number, but he wasn't a big tackle guy. Mm-hmm. But he had 11 pass deflections, and yeah. to me, that means he has a nose for the football. He's gonna knock. He's gonna get his hand in there and do the dirty work. But they lost two of their uh, starting linebackers, like you say. The good thing about that is McGuire. He knows how to coach that position. It so does. I think <laughs> I think he has some talent coming in to replace those guys. And not saying they're gonna be able to give that type of production right away, but. Those, they got some good talent to take over in that spot, and I think they'll do just fine there with Joey yep. coaching and, them up. Oh, yeah. And and one last guy I want to mention before we move on to players who are coming back. 
um, because they do have some some studs coming back, in my opinion. Um, they are losing their their kicker, Jonathan Garibay. Uh, he left for the NFL, uh, signed with the Cowboys, and has a legitimate shot at winning that job uh, as Zerlines could become a cap casualty. Um, but he hit a 62-yard game winner against Iowa State. That is the uh, NCAA record for a game-winning field goal. Um, and only missed one kick last year, which was also a game-winning opportunity against my Baylor Bears, Sikkim. Um, Texas Tech plays Baylor tough every year. Like, it's one of those games I circle and I'm nervous about, and I hate it. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, losing a good kicker is – it's kind of one of those things that sneaks under the radar. Yeah. Like, you don't – like, Texas is feeling it too because um, their kicker situation is a nightmare. Um, watching the spring game, though, I didn't feel like Tech was in a, a horrible spot. They had one kick where I was like, e, But other than that, it, it was a bad hold. But other than that, I, I don't think they're in a horrible spot. Um, right. So, that, you know, that's some of the guys leaving. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the guys coming back. Because I do think, uh, I know, at least in my opinion offensively, some of these dudes that are coming back are pretty good. One of Two of them in particular that stand out to me, uh, is Taj Brooks and Sir Roderick Thompson. Um, Taj Brooks is a junior this year. He'll be a junior this year. He had 87 carries for 581 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, he's he's a stud, man. He looked every bit the part uh, in the spring game. Sir Roderick Thompson, offensive, you know, he, he's another <laughs> running back that they love. Had 123 carries, 585 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Dude's a stud if he can stay healthy. This running back duo could be very, very, very good. Um, They're going to need them to be. Yeah, and especially with the pace that Kitley likes to run offenses, um, I could see this. I could see this being a nasty little one-two punch that gives some teams some trouble in the Big Twelve. Um, They're returning two quarterbacks as well. Donovan Smith, um, who started, you know, their last several games, looked like he could be the guy coming into this year, but. I don't know, you know, I don't know everything coming out of these spring practices, but I wasn't super blown away by his spring game performance. Um, and then Tyler Shug uh, is the other guy, um, you know, who started again the first three games of the year for them last year, got hurt with a shoulder injury. He was originally at Oregon, transferred to Texas Tech last year. Um, he's right now slotted the starter, and I think it's evidenced in the spring game. He, you know, he had majority of the work um, in the passing game. Uh, but again, like two quarterbacks <laughs> that played and made, you know, made an impact, but didn't, uh, neither of them have sold me. I think this quarterback battle will lead into the fall. Um, and, and I'll talk about who I think is going to win that job a little later. Um, and then the other offensive guy, Miles Price, uh, you saw a flash of him in the spring game as well. He's good, man. He, he really is good. Uh, had 523 yards and two touchdowns last year on 38 catches. Um, pretty good clip, 13.8 yards catch. I think I think he'll be one of those guys who steps up for them this year. I, I really like his game. He's he's pretty quick twitch, good hands, solid route runner. Um, and it's only going to get better with time. Donnell, walk me through this defensive returners. The number one guy on this list uh, <laughs> is the guy that I can't wait to watch uh, this fall for Texas Tech. Um Let's uh let's Kershaw dig in. Merriweather. Yeah. I mean Merriweather's gonna be a beast, man. I just I, I didn't even know. Like I'm glad he's playing the mic position because he's 
he's going to get an opportunity to eat up a lot of tackles. I mean, I saw him in the spring game. I, I'm pretty sure I saw him in the spring game get a sack on like the very first drive. It would have <laughs> been a sack, but they called it. They called it down. Obviously, you can't hit mm-hmm. the quarterback during spring. But this guy's going to be amazing. Uh, out of eligi- eligibility. Oh yeah, yeah. But, Sorry, that's a uh, my little side note here. So. Schooler and Jeffers are gone due to eligibility. They're out of eligibility. Schooler, yeah, okay. yeah. So they they really needed Merriweather to come back, um, right, and perform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's fast, dude. Yeah, he's he's, he's fast. got like legit sideline to sideline speed. He's physical and he's huge. Yeah, he's he big. is a big dude. <laughs> uh, he looks like an NFL backer. If if he can have oh. a productive year, um, you know, and and be successful. And you know, not not get hurt. I think he legitimately has a shot at getting drafted, uh, especially in Deruder's defense. I think he'll he'll shine. Um, the other linebacker they're bringing back, Josiah Pierre. Um, he definitely showed some stuff last year uh, for them when he got to play. Uh, he played 239 snaps last year with finished with 27 tackles. Um, but I think what we saw from him last year is that, given the opportunity. I, I think he can he can fill one of the holes left by one Jeffers and Schooler. He won't be, no. you know, nearly as as effective as those two guys right away. Right. But he will be good. Well, here's the thing: they have a better coach, so they do. I, I don't think it's far out of the realm of possibility that they can be more improved than that last group. But another guy I like is uh, Marquise Waters, DB out of Florida. I mean, he transferred from Duke. Uh, He's gonna be a good. He's gonna be a good guy back there for the safety position. You, I love smart safeties because they make everybody's job a lot easier, especially the corners. You can gamble a little bit more, which we also saw from the spring game. We saw an interception on the first series. Yeah, second play. That, yeah, the second play, and so I think uh, they got some guys that are gonna be able to uh, step in and make some plays. Again, they bring back Tyree Wilson, a seven sack guy from last year. So. They're bringing guys back up front. They're bringing in experience from other places. They have better coaching. I think I think their defense is going to be a little bit better than what we've seen in years past. Yeah, I mean, you look at kind of how they did last year. They had the uh, sixth-ranked offense and the eighth-ranked defense. Um, right. I think we see them make a little bit of a leap, probably find themselves more in the middle of the Big 12 um, as far as overall defense goes. Uh, it really, to me – is going to depend on what this offense can bring. Um, right. You know, because if this offense can score like the Texas Tech of old, um, they could be they could be pretty good. They might shock some people. Um, I think, you know, the, the interesting thing is uh, Kitley really likes to um, push the pace. He's, he's, a, he's a pace guy. And we haven't seen Tech really do anything like that since – Kingsbury like they've not been a pace type team in a long time um and with that pace you got to have depth and with depth you got to bring in players right and to do that I I I think one of the things I want to say about Wells they fired him last year right that's fine whatever he did give this team a better roster construction um as he was going out that it was way better than what he inherited um, so McGuire gets a good roster to start with. Um, but, you know, let's get into this recruiting class. Uh, we talked about some guys coming back. Their overall recruiting class rank was 43rd. That is up 
uh, 20 plus spots from last year, uh, wow. which is you know a huge increase. Um, I, I think that's the Joey McGuire effect. Joey McGuire really got to take advantage of getting hired early in the coaching cycle. He was yeah. hired in November. Usually with coach change, coaching changes, you get a drop off in recruiting, mm-hmm. but they actually improved. So that just gives you a future. Uh, Texas Tech fans, you should be really happy with what can come in the future. Well, yeah, and then, like really quickly, I want to touch on the future for these guys, right? So their 2023 class um, is like very, very, <laughs> very good. Yep. Uh, they're ranked second in the nation in their 2023 class. Obviously, that's going to move. They were ranked first as far as like two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Like Joey McGuire is busy, man. You look at Twitter, you look at his Twitter account, he is constantly on Twitter tweeting, you know, spotlighting players, liking comments and and things like that. He is a Twitter guru. He's on it all the time. He's always reaching out to kids. He's a heck of a recruiter, man. And he's And it's genuine. Time. Yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah. genuine too, so that's even better. 100%. I I think, you know, him even just liking our tweet is is a good indicator of like this dude he he pays attention to his social media and anymore in today's world kids are reaching out via social media that's that's how kids are getting recruited these days and he's he's on the forefront of that he does a really good job of it um but yeah i mean that 2023 class is is ranked second in the country right now we'll see how long that holds up um i think it'll probably settle in around in the teens somewhere um but overall i mean you gotta love what you see uh, this year's class, though, ranked 43rd, like I said, up 20-plus spots. Um, let's talk really quickly about some transfers. There's only one I really want to dive into, um, and then I'll let you dive into Tyler Owens. But I want to talk about Baylor Cup. Uh, Baylor Cup's tight end transferring in from Texas A&M. Uh, he was the former number one overall tight end in the 2019 class. Uh, dealt with a lot of injuries at Texas A&M. Showed in 10 games. Um, but was primarily used as a blocker. He's a big kid. He's, I mean, he's six seven, I believe it was. <laughs> He'll have good yeah. use for that fella. Six seven two forty. I mean, he's a big kid, and he Ooh. looks good too. Like you look at kind of snooping his Instagram. Don't don't judge me. Here. <laughs> um, but he looks good, man. He looks healthy. Looks fit. Um, looks like he's you know really filled out that frame. Uh, I I right. think. I think he could be a legit weapon for them. I, well, I really will do. I, I think he can be really good. I because I, I wasn't impressed with their tight end, tight end position in their spring game stuff. Um, I, I really hope he can return to kind of who he was coming out of high school. Because coming out of high school, like I said, he was the number one overall tight end. Like the expectations for him were so high. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just everybody... going to go out on a limb and say, you know, Jimbo, Jimbo over there ruins a lot of receiving targets <laughs> so <laughs> so i think he'll do much better on the mcguire over here uh, he, he uh he, he might re- uh, ruin receiving targets but he uh he definitely gets people paid uh, i'll give that. jimbo that he's getting kids <laughs> paid um really quickly donnell tyler owens is a transfer safety coming from texas tell me a little bit about tyler owens i mean he's a big athletic guy and whether he plays safety or linebacker it doesn't matter. You can use him at either position because he's he's built and he's an athlete. And I think if he can fine tune some of his past coveraging skills and just put his head down and really accept what McGuire and them teach, I think he can see the field. But uh, 
another guy I'm really, really happy about is uh, Michael Shanahan. He's one of the tackles from UT Martin. Mm-hmm. He's currently a backup, but I think he can push for that starting spot. Uh, he's going to get a little bit bigger. And you just see from their, their transfer class, they bring, they're bring they bringing in <laughs> people that can block yeah, because they have to fix that line up front to let their running backs get those get those uh, break free and tackles, get those extra yards. Yeah, hold that that's, quarterback. that's exactly what I was going to say is you can yeah. tell what they're the first thing they saw, what was their biggest hole was on the offense was that offensive line. And they got Monroe Mills, a tackle from Oklahoma state, Ty Buchanan tackle from USC, Michael Shanahan tackle from UT Martin, Cade Briggs center from New Mexico, Spencer Cole guard from Western <laughs> Kentucky. They went O-line heavy in the transfer portal. They really yeah. worked hard. Um, Spencer Cole's a guy who came over with Kitley from Western Kentucky. Um, and fun fact about Kitley, he was on the staff as a GA under Kingsbury. Nice. It's kind of, you know, he was there when Mahomes was there. He was a GA. Also, yeah, they're going to get this. They're going to get this thing going with some. I think, yeah, pace. I like Kitley. I, I think this offense, I, I think they're really going to get turned around, especially when all these linemen, they're transferring in or on campus. In the spring game, right. they don't have any of these dudes. And I think they'll all play for the most part because you're going to need those linemen to rotate in that oh, yeah. in that scheme. Oh yeah, they, they they're going to try to wear them. out. Yeah, they're going to try to wear out Big Twelve defenses. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to yeah. run so many plays. I mean, that's the goal, right? Just right. run as many plays as you possibly can. And with these two running backs, man, they're they're going to be able to run the football if the O line can move bodies. Um, talk about some of these high school recruits. Uh, we got a couple here we wanted to highlight. Um, I'll go ahead and and get us started. Uh, uh, Marion Horn, um, he's a four-star guy. He's an athlete from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Um, he was the national or the Oklahoma running back of the year, uh, but he's going to play corner at Texas Tech. Uh, listening kind of to him at the All-American game, he did a couple interviews and he talked about he really liked the opportunity with this defense at Texas Tech. Um, he he's going to come in. Probably going to have a good shot to play right away. Uh, excited to see what he can do. And you um, talk about him playing running back. That's all I see seen on his highlight tape. Besides mm-hmm. a couple plays where he played defense at corner, and those were great plays. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, read and react plays, like, just with the quickness. And I'm like, wow, he should yeah. play more of corner. Like, what are, you, yeah. what are y'all doing in high school? Like, you should be perfecting your craft at corner <laughs> because he can be a great corner. And yeah. I think McGuire and all them see that. And yeah. I mean, like he read a play that guy, he pushed the guy inside and ran and the inside receiver ran an out route. He jumped the route perfectly. And I was like, okay, I love this kid. I was like, let me see more. <laughs> yeah. I think his, his, he's pretty natural at the corner spot and I'm glad he's right. going to play corner at tech. Cause I think he will find a way onto the field pretty early. Yeah. Um, Joseph Adedire, uh, early, he's already on campus. He's the highest rated defensive recruit. Obviously, because Marion Horn is an is recruited as an athlete, um, Adedire is a D lineman. Uh, he's originally a TCU commit. They'll really, you know, enjoy having some depth there. Uh, Landon Hullaby, I think this was one of the guys you liked. Yeah, um, man, I love him. Yeah, he's on <laughs> campus early too. He's not um, afraid to get dirty. No, no, not at all. Not at all. He's he's really good in the run game. Um, and he's a ball hawk as well. He, he's pretty well-rounded. Um, again, early enrollee, I could see him possibly sneaking into this, the, the two group, 
maybe a little bit of time with the ones depending on injuries and how healthy he can stay. Yeah. Um, and then this next guy, Ty Kana, you've seen Ty Kana play in person. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ty Kana, he is great, man. I, <laughs> he went under the radar, and I had no idea he committed to Texas Tech. Well, he was originally an SC commit. Right. And I yeah. remember talking to you before the show. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, they got Ty Kana? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> read and react instincts at linebacker are elite. I mean, it reminds me, I mean, obviously he played at Katie, so yeah. it just makes sense. But it reminds me of a, of a Penn State linebacker where nothing, like he's going to do everything perfect. His technique, he gets down, he stays low, he read and reacts without, he's confident in it as well. So, you know, he watches film. So I think this this is a big pickup. And he may not start or play right away his first year, but down the line, Texas Tech fans, you probably got a Big 12 linebacker of the year on your hands. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Ty Kana will definitely see some special teams time this year. Um, and potentially, I mean, they they lost two linebackers. They graduated yeah. two. Never know. They got some new faces that are going to be stepping up. If you know, if Kana can take care of business, it's potential for him to play right away. And he is one of the early enrollees. He's on campus. Um, mm-hmm. He is on campus. He is getting the work early. Very very legit shot that he, he is not a three star man. No, fans do not listen to those stars. Because when they get on campus, the stars don't matter anyway. Yep. But he should not have been a three-star. I'm thinking this guy's four-star. I, I I can't wait to see what's the possibilities for him. If he just got to work hard and keep his head down. McGuire yep. will get him right. Oh, yeah. He'll he'll see some time this year. Um, and then the last guy I'll talk about real quick, Jalen Peoples. Um, obviously, there's more kids in this class. Um, but for these overviews, you know, we're, we're quickly moving through. Um, if you guys want to see more deep dives into these classes, please comment below. Let us know. We will we will deep dive players if you really want us to, um, yeah. as you know, some extra content. But Jalen Peoples, uh, three star guy from where else? Cedar Hill High School. <laughs> Who's where's McGuire from? Cedar Hill High School. Um, solid off ball corner. He's a three star kid, but plays with great leverage. Does a really good job of keeping contained in the run game. Um, he's the brother of another guy. Who's transferring in, Dimitri Moore? Um, did I read that right? Now, yeah. I got, now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> um, Dimitri Moore I, did transfer in, but yeah, no, 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 it is his brother. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it is his brother um, transferred in together. So you got a high school recruit and a brother, both from Cedar Hill, coming in. Um, that's super cool to me. As a, as an older brother. Um, I would love to have been able to play with my younger brother. Obviously, our age – well, not obviously. My brother and I's age gap is a little too far apart. But uh, that's always super cool to me. But, again, Jalen Peoples, <laughs> super solid player. Uh, will probably take a year, maybe two, before he's really a contributor. Yeah. Um, but I like the prospects of him. I think he's he's got a lot of natural talent. He's a six foot, 175-pound kid, so he's got a good frame Ooh. to be a corner. Um, he, you know, almost prototypical size. So I really think there's a, there's a potential spot for him in a couple of years. Um, what we like to do here on the big 12 takeover is we have a short list of recruits or transfers who can contribute early. We already talked about these offensive linemen, um, who, who are probably going to contribute right away. Um, but a couple of guys, I like Baylor cup to contribute right away. 
I think immediately he he makes them better offensively. Um, and then you have three guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have Cade Briggs, uh, the center. He's already starting. He's going to have to come in there and do exactly what a center does, and that's to take control of the offense because uh, centers do a lot more than what people expect. And mm-hmm. he's going to have to get those tackles and guards because they're all new. He's going to have to get everybody on the same page. And he's and, and he's filling some huge shoes. Yeah, he's new himself. So yeah. <laughs> he has some huge shoes to fill. Uh, Monroe Mills, the tackle. I think he's going to have a uh, he's going to have a big, big part in their uh, run game over there on the right side. And then Dimitri Moore, inside linebacker. I did not know his brother was Jalen Peoples. And yeah, it made me question it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's good for both of them. I think uh, he'll want to lead by example and. He's already starting on the depth chart. He's going to have a big impact. Jalen Peoples will be able to come in there and see how his brother operates from a professional college athlete standpoint. And maybe he'll take some take some of that uh, knowledge and experience under his wing and we'll maybe see him on the field a little bit sooner. But those are the guys I think can contribute early. Oh, yeah. And I have to make fun of you for saying a professional college athlete. Um, <laughs> well, NIL has changed the game. So <laughs> these guys are professionals now. <laughs> Uh, old professional college athlete. Uh, no, really quickly, you talked about Monroe Mills. Um, for those of you who don't know, Monroe Mills is six foot seven, two hundred and ninety-one pounds. That is a big man. That is a that is a large human being. Um, he should move bodies. He, he should move bodies. He's also a transfer who his grade has actually gone up since being in college. His recruiting grade. Um, which I always think is really interesting because you see a lot of guys uh, kind of drop. But like we yeah, said, Oklahoma know. State, good program. They developed good their players, program. and yep. that's what they did. So he, his rating went up. That's true. That's true. Um, well, very quickly, I do want to hit on some spring game thoughts before we get into the schedule predictions. Uh, just really quickly, I you know I watched this spring game uh, like last night this afternoon uh just some early thoughts the offensive pace is fast it's really fast um i'm pretty impressed with it i do think their offensive line needs help um i think it's huge that they're bringing in some transfers i think that'll really help them uh this is my favorite note i wrote here taj brooks is really good in all caps um that dude can't emphasize that enough yeah he's really he's really impressive to me uh i think if he was the main back and they didn't have sir roderick johnson he'd be a thousand yard rusher easily oh um, yeah honestly if he saw the volume that sir roderick thompson got last year um i think he'd have probably gotten pretty close to eight eight hundred eight fifty um and probably including two or three receiving more yards right two or three more touchdowns as well um we talked about what mcguire will bring defensively in deruder uh, the defense forced three turnovers early. There was an INT for a pick six. There was a fumble from uh, Donovan Donovan Thomas. Donovan Thomas. I'm forgetting names already. Um, good lord, I'm so sorry. Donovan Smith. Good night. Yeah. I know a Donovan Thomas. That's bad. Donovan Smith uh, fumbled on a mesh point on a read play, um, and then Tyler Shug threw his second interception on a batted pass that got almost returned for six as well. Expect um, more of that, fans. Texas Tech fans. Yeah, Turn the Texas Tech defense 
dominated the spring game. They were so impressive. I think that group will be really good. Um, and then I haven't mentioned this name on purpose because now I do want to talk a little bit about these quarterbacks um, because it's my favorite position of football. I like to talk about it. So, and you we were okay. You were okay at it. You know, you, you did pretty I did good. Okay. <laughs> I did okay. I did you okay. Know, I, I played a little ball. I played a little ball. Yeah. All right. So, quarterbacks coming back. They got Donovan Smith. I got his name right this time. And Tyler Shook. And then they have this gentleman, Baron Morton, in the mix. Now, watching the spring game, Tyler Shook saw most of the passing game stuff, but he was okay. Completed a lot of passes. Um, you know, he... Nothing blows you out of the water. Nothing blows you out of the water, right? Like, to give you an example, he was 22 or 32 for 164 yards, um, which... On average, is 7.45 yards per completion. Uh, to give you kind of an idea, last place in NCAA football last year was 9.38. So it was considerably lower than the lowest passing yards mm-hmm. per completion um, in the NCAA last year. But we talk about Donovan Smith, who was 3 of 7 for 49 yards and a touchdown. Um not bad, you know, not bad. Only throwing the ball seven times. You're kind of like, oh, man, what the heck? Uh, and then Baron Morton, who is the young gun in this group, was 8 of 13 for 95 yards and a rushing touchdown. And here's what I will say. I personally think Baron Morton has a legit shot at winning this job. And I truly believe that. Um he looked like the only quarterback who could move this offense effectively and consistently. Um, he's a threat with his legs. He throws a very accurate ball. Um, I think I think he like legitimate, legitimately has a shot at winning this job and holding it um, if he can stay healthy because he is a little bit smaller than those other two guys. He's younger. Um, but, man, do I like his game. I love him. I think he's awesome. I, he's so fun to watch. <laughs> He's, he has that fearlessness that you, you just want in a right. quarterback. Right, and he's got a little bit of swag to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's selling shirts. Money Morton, <laughs> my guy, he's wearing two, looking like Manziel back there, kind of rolling hey. around. Um, Might need to nah, give me one of those shirts if he gets on the field. <laughs> I like this kid, man. I think he legit, you know, he, he's got a legit shot um, winning the job and- this fall. Yeah. And you got to mention that he went 20 of 24 in the, the scrimmage before their spring game. Yeah. Yeah. The, so that, the untelevised scrimmage, yeah. unfortunately. But yeah, that's I mean, impressive. he's he's apparently looked really good all spring. Uh, they're, they're, you know, he, his name is buzzing a little bit. Um, I did reach out to um, Max Torres. He's, a, he's an Oregon uh, contributor for Sports Illustrated. And him and I talked a little bit about Tyler Shook before, you know, before tonight, just because he was there last year. Um, and I just wanted to talk because he really didn't get a good look at him last season because he only right. played in three games. Um, and kind of what we talked about is it, it was kind of a rough patch for him at Oregon. Uh, looked a little timid as a player, but is an underrated runner and has, you know, has good ability um, to move. But again, he kind of plays timid. You know, right. and, and that's evidenced by his, you know, past completion average. Um, I think, I don't know, Shug will probably start the year, if I had to guess. 
But I think Morton takes that job at some point, if not right away, and runs with it. And I think Morton's your quarterback for two years, three, maybe three. Yeah. Um, but if Morton doesn't win the job, I think with all this NIL transfer portal stuff, he could leave. Yeah. He could but leave here's and the play thing. somewhere. <laughs> here's the thing. you Like I say, you know quarterbacks. So I'm yeah. just going to – I might put in that prize pick uh <laughs> bet for, <laughs> for him to start at some point this if, year. <laughs> if only they could – if only you could do it on quarterback battles, right? Yeah, right. I think uh, – I, yeah, I think Morton could win it. Um, yeah, that's right. We had the thing going on the Shapin versus Bohannon deal, and uh, yeah. Shapin won it, and Bohannon pieced real quick. And we got two more to go. We got Quinn and uh, Card, yeah. and then you got, and we got these two fellas here. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think whoever the quarterback is, they're going to have to adopt that mentality from Joey McGuire of, you know, aggressiveness, hard nose. Mm-hmm. You got to get it done. There's no excuses, yeah. and so I think I think whichever quarterback wins, it's going to be their job because they they're gonna they're gonna come in and do what's asked of them. I'll be honest. I would put if I was if I had ten chips to put on all three of these quarterbacks, right? So you got Donovan, you got Morton, or I'm gonna go by first names. You got Tyler, you got Barron, you got Donovan. I would put probably four. In Shook, Tyler Shook, I would put five in Baron Morton, and I would put one in Donovan's uh, cap, Donovan Smith's cap. I, I think I think Baron Morton, in my opinion, should win this job. Um, right. The only reason he wouldn't is experience. So. That being said, that's that's my thoughts on the spring game. That's my thoughts on this quarterback battle that is very intriguing. Uh, it's a three-way fight, but I do think Morton wins it. Let's dive into this schedule, Donnell. This is my favorite time. Um, again, Texas Tech fans, you guys have been awesome, so please don't. Uh... I love them a lot more than I like Oklahoma fans. And <laughs> to be honest, I have not forgiven Texas Tech for the Michael Crabtree sideline end of my dreams <laughs> but yeah that <laughs> i haven't forgiven them for that but let's get this started dude i i remember watching that game and i was like yo this is crazy i was a kid and i was just like wow this is what y'all are gonna do to my heart <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't believe it just ripped but, it out right right it was wild all right so let's dive into this schedule let's see what we think they do win loss wise and uh land this plane here so they open the year against murray state they're playing at home i got it as a w uh, i think they same beat here. murray state yep same here cool. cool then they got another home game future uh big 12 showdown they're playing houston in lubbock um again i got them winning this yeah me too i mean they beat them last year in houston so i don't see why they couldn't beat them at home in lubbock man their their season last year was a roller coaster yeah. It was all over the map. Then I would they, love to give the hometown team a win since I live here in Houston, <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to go with Texas Tech. <laughs> yeah, I love these future Big 12 matchup games, like Houston playing yeah. them. I think that's cool because we're going to see, and, and in a few weeks we'll talk about the expansion and kind of what that's looking like because it's really starting to heat up. Um, but then they go on the road to NC State. Um, I think this is a tough game. Um I, man, I don't know. 
I don't know, man. I, this one is so hard for me to pick. Yeah. It's so hard for me to pick because I do think that NC State team is really good. Um, they are good. But was last year a flash in the pan? Or was last year what they're going to be year over year? Um, so ultimately, I settle on this being a loss for them. Well, I they think have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Right. I think NC State's legit. I think they beat Tech. I mean, it's a home game for NC State. But I think in, I think Tech's 2-1 and one after game three. Yeah. I mean, I, I got I got them losing to uh, North Carolina State. I think okay. they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. And so I'm one of those games they will lose out of Houston and North Carolina State. So I'm just going to go with North Carolina State. Okay. Then, you know, the game Donnell will never pick against. <laughs> they play Texas <laughs> in Lubbock. Uh, I got them losing to Texas. Texas beat the brakes off them last year. Same here. I, I think Texas beat them uh, this year. It, it's not going to be a 70-35 game like it was last year. Uh, <laughs> it'll probably be a lot more closer than that just because I think McGuire will have them up and ready to go against this Texas team, which I think also was a reason why Wells got fired a little bit because he would lose big to the big teams. And Texas Tech wants a coach that can get them to win in those games. And I think McGuire will keep it close the first year, but after that he might win a few. Yeah, and I mean, I think you saw a little bit of this last year, but they did win or play teams closer after Wells was fired. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. They really did hang with, you know, the Oklahoma States and the Baylors of the world. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they yeah, I, I think they, I think it's a close, closer game than last year for sure, but I don't think they can beat Texas. Not yet. Not yet. Um, then they go to the <laughs> Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas, to play Kansas State. Um, this was the game last year where they kind of imploded. They had a big lead. Um, I think Kansas State's much improved. I think they're going to lose this game. As good as I think Tech can be, I think they're going to lose to Kansas State. Yeah, I think they lose to Kansas State, like you say. Good good yep. team. They got a good front seven. I think they'll get after it a little bit. So I got them at two and three heading yep. into Oklahoma State. Yep. Then they're going to Stillwater to play Oklahoma State. I think they lose that game. I'm going to give them an upset. Oh, okay. I, I don't know how it will happen. Actually, no. Actually, Oklahoma State, they got a veteran quarterback. I'm going to give Oklahoma State the win on that one. <laughs> all right. All right. You had me You had me nervous for a second. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, was, right. I, I almost went off the rails. So I, two and four. <laughs> So then they get a home game against West Virginia. I think they beat West Virginia. Yeah, um, me too. I, I think if they were traveling to to West Virginia, I think it'd be a little bit harder to decide. But I think they beat West Virginia. Um, I think the the skid stops there. Then they're at home against Baylor. Ooh, man, this game to me is a fifty fifty coin toss every single year. They they barely lost to them last year, and Baylor was as good as they've been in a long time. Um, I think Baylor beats them this year. Um, I, I think they end up, you know, I think I think Baylor gets them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I have Baylor winning. Okay, they're then I have up. them. Then they're in Fort Worth to play TCU. I got that as a W. I would assume you do as well. Yes, I do. <laughs> and then they're at home against Kansas. I think they win that one. Same here. Then they're, they're playing. 
Then they're playing at home, or sorry, on the road against Iowa State. Iowa State revenge game. I got Texas Tech winning that one. I just I have a hard time this year for with with Iowa State. I don't know what we're gonna get from them. Yeah, and I mean Texas Tech beat them last year, so I think they can beat them again. I don't yeah. see why not. I would agree. Um, I think Iowa State is not nearly as good as Texas Tech is on paper, um, but that is late in the year, and you never really know who's buzzing. Iowa State is a fifty-fifty toss-up for ninety-five percent of their games next year. Um, not just in the literal sense that a game is a 50-50 outcome, um, but Iowa State is so hard to to get a good read on. Yeah. If Deckers is good, they'll they'll be good. Um, then they're at home against Oklahoma. They're losing that game. I have them winning. Upset of the year. Oh, they God. become bowl eligible <laughs> with this win. Uh, I have them beating Oklahoma, and here's why. Oklahoma, new coaches to the conference, so is Joey McGuire. At this point, me and you both having them winning three games in a row. I think they're rolling. I think uh, Oklahoma's suffering a little bit, and what do they have to play for at this point? So I, I think I think Texas Tech give them a fight, and I, I'm going to go with an upset. Ugh, I cannot believe you. <laughs> so they're bowl <laughs> it may eligible. Maybe my my hater in me, but <laughs> they're six and six for me. They're bowl eligible. You got them at seven and five, um, yeah. which is obviously bowl eligible as well. I do think at six and six they get a favorable bowl matchup, and I do have them winning their bowl game, finishing seven and six, just like they did last year. Um, I think it's going to take a year for Joey McGuire's team to really to for for Texas Tech to really see the the reward of having Joey McGuire on staff. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think a seven and six year is a reflection of what you'll see moving forward. I think this is a anywhere from seven to nine win team. Um, I think that K-State game could go their way. Um, I think I think the Baylor game could go their way, too. Um, One of those know, big, I, game, big games will go their way, either Texas, I think so Baylor, or Oklahoma. I think, yeah, I think they have a chance against any of those t- three teams. I, I, I really do. I, they're hard to pick against um, because they have a lot of talent on this roster. and they have a, The problem they had last year is they weren't well coached. Now they're going to be well coached. They got a great staff. They got a great defensive coordinator. They got a great offensive coordinator. They got Joey McGuire, who makes me want to run through a freaking brick wall. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to be good. Do you have them winning their bowl game? Let's see how hard this is. <laughs> uh, I do have them winning their bowl game, just like they won their bowl game last year. I mm-hmm. think when you're winning at the end of the season, that kind of gets uh, you kind of get used to it, and you want to do it a little bit more than you like losing. And Not they only- beat Mississippi State thirty-four to seven. I was going to say, not only did they win their bowl game, they dominated Mississippi State. Yeah, and guess I mean, who was the quarterback that game? <laughs> was it Donovan? It was Donovan Smith. Of course it was. Yep, Donovan Smith, man. He Again, he showed that he can play. I just wasn't impressed with his spring game performance, and I just really don't know. I, I really don't know. How maybe he he's can... just a gamer. I, just... <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> man. Maybe he is just a gamer. He's just got that thing that turns on. No, because he gave them also 30 yards rushing in that game as well with the yep. touchdown. So yep. we'll see. They got revenge on their former coach there. Um, yeah, so I have them finishing 7-6. and six. Uh, I would consider that a success considering the, the chaotic year they had last year. Um, they do have a nasty little four-game losing streak in there. Um, 
But again, that K-State game could go either way. Honestly, I might try to go to that K-State game. Um, that's right up the road for me. I might I might try to sneak away to that. Um, Donnell, you got them going eight and five. Um, we both got them winning bowl games. Both got them finishing with a winning record. Um, I think if I'm a Texas Tech fan, which I've kind of become a Texas Tech fan uh, after doing some research on this team, I'd be happy with seven and six. I, I really think I would. I, I think again. I think not this year. I think 2023 Texas Tech legitimate good football team legitimate yeah. uh potential big 12 problem um mm-hmm. they're they're building something in lubbock i really like what mcguire is doing over there that tweet was not me being being silly or, or trying to be funny I, I legitimately believe in what he's doing it with that team um, i really think tech fans are going to be very excited uh as you always say there will be tortillas on the field yeah, um, <laughs> get I, ready I think, to throw all over the field, man. <laughs> I, I think they're going to be awesome. Um, yeah. But that's it for this week. Uh, that is that is our show. Um, we will be talking some NIL stuff in the future. We will be talking some Big 12 expansion. Um, this was our penultimate overview episode. We got one more to go. We're going to talk about West Virginia next week. Uh, be sure and come back for that while we try to convince ourselves that West Virginia can win more than four games. Um, and until next week, we will see you guys. We are the Big 12 Takeover. Take care, guys.